0: No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network, mobilizing, countering the left. Energizing the Right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Welcome to New Right Networks Right Now Podcast. I am your host Brian Quinn and joining me today is Philanese White. Uh Philanice White is running for Congress in the Illinois 1st Condes- Congressional District and uh, joining me now Philanese White. Philanese, would you like to uh, give a little info on yourself, your background?
1: Oh, sure. Thank you again for having me on your show. I uh, really appreciate ahead. this, so thank you again. Um, well, my name is Philanice White. I am running for Congress in the 1st Congressional District. I've been board committee woman. I've been the committee woman since 2015. I also sit on Bessemer Park Advisory Council. I've done that for the last two years. I've, uh, I'm also in healthcare. You have to excuse me, I'm sort of on the little nervous side. I nah, also worked good. for over 20 years. I've worked in dialysis. OK. I just agree in criminal justice as well as sociology. Right on. I, yeah, so I, I have a, a lot going on. So I'm kind of excited. Good.
0: Sounds like it. Um, now, what is it that made you decide you would like to run for Congress?
1: I decided to run for Congress, just being a, being an a activist in my community. I sit on okay. a lot of, you know, I sit on the advisory council, so I see things that's happening in my own community, as well as the community that I'm running for, Inglewood. I raised my, oh. in so okay. yeah, so raise my kids in Inglewood. So you're
0: from Inglewood, okay. I'm
1: from Inglewood, so I raised my kids in Inglewood. All right, all right. Recently, I was just there
0: I'm sorry. Go on, I'm, I'm listening.
1: I was just recently over there a couple of days ago going to a meeting and there's no change.
0: I drive through there on a, almost a daily basis and I, I could see for those of you who are not from Chicago, Englewood is uh, its pretty much the roughest part of our city. Uh, yeah. Literally barbed wire on the roofs of buildings on the roofs of buildings and trash everywhere abandoned buildings, vacant land, uh, it's where a lot of the gun violence is going on. Uh, so this is the area that Philonise is talking about. Anything yes. else you'd like to add to that?
1: Yes, I, I wanna be that strong voice because I think somewhere along the line that the constituents are not being, let's say, they're being forgot about. And yeah. I wanna be that voice where I can get out there and let people know what's going on. I want to be in Congress so I can let everyone know that areas need help. You know, and what I like for politician that's been there somewhere along the line, I think he forgot what's important and what's important are the constituents, the same people that's putting him in that seat. He doesn't have a clue. He's forgotten all about them. He's, he's has forgot about the people who put him in that seat and yeah. he has you know, being a lifer, he hasn't done anything, you know. And there's certain areas that I'm really concerned about. Robbins, Illinois.
0: Yeah, exactly, Illinois.
1: yeah. Almost a third world country. There's nothing there. Yeah.
0: There's um, nothing. Don't- they don't even have yeah. police. I mean, you, I, if you can recall, there was a law lo- uh, recently where someone got shot in a bar, and it was like Midlothian police responding. Yes. Like, it's so bad in Robbins, Illinois. People never hear it. Everyone always hears about the South Side of Chicago, but they don't hear about the yes. South suburbs. And uh Robin, Illinois is a place I've driven through my whole life as a kid. It's always looked the same. It's an economically depressed area that has almost nothing. It nothing. Like Maxwell Street and a gas station. What What do you got yes. there?
1: Nothing. Yeah. It's absolutely nothing. And you know, it can be very beautiful.
0: We it just could. have to it time. It wouldn't take much. To
1: invest. We have to invest in that community because that community has been left out for so long. You know, people, they just giving up hope, you know. When yeah. you give up hope, you know, you just say, you know what, maybe this is how it's supposed to be, and it shouldn't be that way. So no. that's something I'm really passionate about, is bringing our communities where they need to be. We shouldn't have a gas station, I mean, a, excuse me, a liquor store on every corner. Yeah. We shouldn't have a gas And restaurant. that's one
0: of the three businesses yeah. that's in Robbins. The only thing is a liquor store, station, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and a gas station, and a You know, so we
1: can do, we need to do a little better. And that's why I'm offering a new choice in a better way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. Now, being someone uh, with the experience of co-directing Black American outreach for the Trump campaign, would you say uh, that African Americans have a willingness to affiliate with the Republican Party?
1: I do believe that they can. I think they have to be educated. They need more information. And once they have that information, they have to have that open mind. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I've talked to people when I ran for committee woman and I've talked to people. And when you lay out the platform and let them know what's really going on, giving them that positive information. They have a second look. Like, you know what, maybe I am missing out on something. So it's, it's all the in, in the engagement, you know, between yeah. you know, myself and the constituents. So there's, there's a big chance that the, and I'm not going to say African-American, I'm going to say Black, the Black people, yeah. came over and, and you know, it's a lot of people that love Trump. I just think they're afraid to say so. But oh, that's yeah. what I mean, that is, you know what, this is what you need, this is what you need to look at.
0: Now I think it's important to, to point that out because at one point Illinois First Congressional District had the uh how could I say it, the, the largest number of African Americans living in it, more or more so than any other district in the country. Mm-hmm. And it's still a uh it's majority African American and it's only about fifty one percent. Uh but then changed around two thousand ten was it, it was redistrict. That's when I got included in it on the district. Uh um, yeah. Now, let's say you, could, you can get people to uh, join over to the Republican Party, or at least for this race or long term, who knows. Do um, you think it's a significant number? You can get a certain significant number of African Americans to vote for you to affect your race? Or do you think uh, nationally, because you, know, you worked for the Trump campaign um, mm-hmm. for Black American outreach, do you think that we could convince enough people in the African American community to switch over for it to make a big enough difference uh, for us to win elections?
1: You know what I think? We have to do our part first. We yeah. have to get the word out to them. We have to stay on them. We have to show them that we are, how can I say this? that we have their best, their best at heart. We want to show them what the Republican Party is all about. We don't want to start anything and then don't continue it. Yeah. If large numbers to keep our president where he is, we have to come out and do our job. We can't do it for like one minute and then just stop. We have to continue to do it and let them know, okay, they're true to their word. Because if you're not true to your word, nobody's going to listen to you. And once I think once we get that part under control, I think we'll do better in the long run.
0: Okay, agreed, agreed. Now, considering uh Bobby Rush is so highly regarded as a civil rights activist from the 1960s, <laughs> he was he was the founder of the uh the chap the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party. Uh, he's been in office since 1993. What what is it that that you have that will let people know they need to vote for you and and that you're a better candidate than Bobby Rush? I mean, even Barack Obama went against uh, Bobby Rush and lost. So, what is it that you have that will put you above Bobby Rush?
1: I'm glad you asked that question. Thank you. What puts me what makes me a better candidate is because I'm compassionate, and I know what, what we're going through now. I respect him. He was a Black Panther, but that time is over now. We're looking for something now. Yeah, he was a Black Panther, but what about today? We need to focus on what's going on today, and that's why I'm offering a new choice in a better way, because I want to do something totally different. I've lived in Inglewood. I raised two kids in Inglewood, so I know the struggles of Inglewood Robbins, and he's just not focusing on what's important. I'm willing to do the hard work. I'm willing to get out there and go to all the walk violence, just not parading around at the Buck Milliken Parade. I'm doing Walk for Violence. I'm doing National Nights at the Park. I'm going to different meetings, seeing what's going on in the neighborhood because I'm concerned, not just because I'm running, it's because I'm a concerned citizen, period.
0: Now you brought up the the Bud Billiken Parade, uh, and, and that was something recent for people who don't know what the Bud Billiken Parade is. Can you explain a little bit? Give it. It's a very large parade in Chicago.
1: This parade, is more of a back to school a back to school parade that's been going on for years, and it seemed like that's where everyone wants to come out and you know they wave hello. It's it's a tradition of Chicago, and it's been that way for years. So okay. it's.
0: Nothing so this, has changed. This is what I want to bring up about the Bud Billikin parade. Uh, recently, when he was in the Bud Billikin parade, him and Reverend Jesse Jackson were both uh, seen in a car with uh, Patty Blagojevich. Um, mm. now, now, this is because they, you know, they're supportive of Rod Blagojevich getting his sentence commuted by President Trump. Now, President Trump He's he's kind of on the fence on it, you know. One one day he seems like he wants to commute his sentence, uh, yeah. you know. Now now he's saying because the Illinois lawmakers convinced him not to do it, he's not going to mm-hmm. let him out of prison early. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on Bobby Rush, um, you know, being being in a car with Patty Blagojevich Blago- 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 at the Republican parade? First, let me say this: I
1: can't control who's who he is in the car with? I wasn't there, so I'm not sure. So I don't want to. I don't want to elaborate on that, uh, because she's a Democrat, he's a Democrat, so you know maybe they're friends. I'm not sure. However, what I do believe is that he has served a seven-year sentence. People have done worse than what he's done, and they're out. Did they make an example out of him? Yes, yeah. they did. Did he do something wrong? Yes, he did. I'll leave that up to the justice system for for them to do whatever they decide that they're going to do with him. And that's my my take on it. I don't want to I don't want to see anyone locked up. But when you do a crime, as they say, you must do the time. But seven years. It it, it is a lot of time. So, I mean, whether the president decide to do whatever he's going to do with them, I'll leave that up to the president. He knows what's best. I'll leave that part in his hands. I don't want to pass judgment.
0: Okay. Uh, Now, given the recent criticism that Congressman Elijah Cummings received for the shape his district is in over in Baltimore in regards to the, as President Trump talked about the rat inf- infestation, the crime and the poverty. Would mm-hmm. it be fair uh, to direct the same criticism for Bobby Rush considering his district had some of the highest crime and poverty in the nation?
1: You, you can, because in a sense, both situations are similar. Baltimore does have a rat problem. And if you ever saw the movie, The Wire, it pretty much set the whole scene for you on exactly how Baltimore really is. That movie was designed in Baltimore. It was filmed in Baltimore. So that story that they tell it in The Wire is true. However, Robbins, it is almost the same way. I don't know about the rat infestation or not, but it is very torn down.
0: But, you know, there's not as much gun violence as there is on the Chicago
1: well South. you can't really have gun violence in the places there's really nothing there that's just my opinion because Robinson's basically a empty community with maybe it, it's not a it's not a lot of people that's there so yeah it's really it's really hard to have any gun violence in the places there's nobody to have a shootout with
0: well actually I was looking up recently the uh, Mass shootings that go on in Illinois, and one of the places where there was a mass shooting was in robbins illinois and it, it, and it was one there one last year and this year so it uh, it does happen, but it's not as frequent of a basis as we have on the south right. side moving along uh now after the kim fox protest this was in reaction to kim fox pretty much letting just uh jossie small off the hook bobby rush uh had stated uh that the chicago police union was a sworn enemy of black people uh and before that during the mayoral or after that or no, before that during the mayoral election uh he declared that the blood of the Next, black man or black woman who is killed by the police would be on the hands of Lori Lightfoot voters. Uh, Now, first, can I get your reaction to his comments.
1: How can I put this? I don't. When you start making comments like that, you you open a can of worms for a lot of things. You can't you can't say that the that the police are out out to get black people i don't i support the police i do i don't think that i think when you commit a crime and when you do things that you should not do i don't care if you're black white green red or orange if you put yourself in that situation something bad is going to happen period so i i think Whatever happened with Jesse Smollett and Kim Fox, in that whole situation, I think it'll be handled in time. So I don't really want to get into the weeds of that. As far as the mayor concerned, things was happening way before she even got into office. Things are probably just going to get worse, maybe because she's a woman, and maybe that's a way that they're going to use to. The, I don't know, maybe I don't, I don't want to use the wrong word or anything like that, but maybe that's just a way to make her nervous. But Chicago has always had a gun problem. I don't care who's in office. It's always been a problem. No matter who was in office, who was the alderman, who was the or whoever, whatever seat they held. It was gun violence has always been a problem in Illinois. It's not a, just a black thing, it's not a white thing, it's just a problem that we have here in Illinois, period.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I wanna get to the, to the gun thing, but first I'd like to ask, what do you think can be done uh, kind of to, to bridge the divide between the black community and the police?
1: <sighs> Good question. What I think, and this is only in my opinion, over here in Chicago, where I'll say in my area, I don't want to, I don't want to say the whole Chicago area, but in my area where I live in the South Chicago area, I do notice we have more white police officers in our community. I will say that. What I do think, and like I said, this is only in my opinion, if they had maybe more black officers who can relate to our black people, maybe there may be a better communication because i think every time a young black man sees a white officer they automatically think oh this is something that's going to happen and i think we i want to try to get us away from that i think i'm not saying that the white officers are prejudiced or anything like that we need but also black people need to get away from thinking that every time they see a white officer something is going to happen We do have a gun problem here on the south side of Chicago. Maybe if we did turn in the guns maybe once a month. Not saying that's gonna actually help it, but we need to also find out where these guns coming from. Now they did the kill and carry, right? That you can only have certain. You have to have a certain ID. You can you can't have any. records or anything like that so we need to find a source of where these guns are coming from and then that's how we come up with a plan to get rid of the get rid of the guns on the street period
0: now a lot of people say uh on the democrat side here uh that the guns are coming from other states and that you know we have a good gun control here but these other states don't have it so right. They would want to propose at a federal level something done so that uh, you know that would kind of cut that off cut the flow off because you know indiana wisconsin even states like mississippi is where a lot of the guns come from um now uh, at a federal level is there anything you would do to try and uh, cut off that that flow of guns that are coming coming from uh like like let's say what what are you think about red flag laws, what do you think about uh you know universal back, background checks uh, gun control in general, and, and what people are talking about right now as far as gun control goes
1: the red flag law no I think we like I said we still need to find the the solution where the guns are coming in and how are they getting here if people want to do conceal and carry, we need to take take the Take it a little higher, the expectations, the requirements, if people want to carry guns.
0: Well, but we I mean, the conceal and carry in Chicago, I, most of the crime are, is being committed by people who don't have conceal and carry permits. Exactly.
1: So but our, 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 what about the gun shops? You know, we have well, that, gun shops are doing.
0: And that's what people are arguing, is that the guns are coming from other states, and then you have straw sales a straw sale is if I buy a gun and then I go sell it to somebody, uh, but I mean, straw sales are illegal already, so how do you, what do you do to stop that?
1: Well, that'd be hard to be able to stop it. Like I said, we just have to implement a plan. Do we do roadblocks and search cars as they're coming in, making sure they're not bringing the guns in? It's We have to come up with a plan in order to stop this because it's getting out of hand and innocent people are dying. So we do need a plan. Do I have one right now? No. Can I come up with one in due time? I'm pretty sure I can. But the first thing we need to do is basically try to catch them. The minute we see them coming, we have to catch them. And that comes with the police being involved, FBI, whoever we can to get them involved in helping us stop this this gun coming into different parts of the state.
0: Now, I like, uh, what would be your thoughts on stopping frisk? This was uh, something that went on for years where, where the police uh, would, would stop people and frisk
1: them. Uh, okay. I think they need to have a good cause to do. You have to have a good cause to do a stop and frisk. You just can't pull anyone over and, and do, you know, do a frisk. You, that's just, I mean, something have to give you that cause or a reason when you stop this car. What did that person do? Did they go over the lane? Did you smell marijuana? Did you see a bottle being held to their mouth? You just can't pull a car over and do a stop and frisk. That That's just not right.
0: Right. Well, what about checkpoints? Like you were saying, if people, you know, checking cars.
1: Checkpoints, sure. if they're coming in now, if they're doing checkpoints. Checkpoints are very good. I've been through checkpoints before. And if you've done nothing wrong, you should fear it nothing. You know, what, checkpoints then,
0: same argument with uh, stop and frisk I mean if you've done nothing wrong what what do you have to worry about
1: that's true too but normally when you want to do when you just automatically stopping someone and doing a a checkpoint checkpoints really are designed to make sure you have your insurance your cars up to point no that's you normally that's what's done but yeah. when you it's the same thing if you pull me over say ma'am get out your car we're gonna stop and frisk. I need to know what did I do for you to pull me over to make me get out of my car to do a, to frisk me. It's not like you know, a whole line a whole line of cars are coming through. Like at a concert, I'll give you one better. When we went to see Trump at Murphy's Burroughs, they did a checkpoint. That's fine. It's a lot of people coming in and out of there. Of course, that's something the president was there, yes. That's fine, but just to pull somebody over i don't I don't see the the connection there just to pull somebody over and just to say i'm going to stop you no i you need a, a cause
0: yeah, agreed, agreed uh what is it that you plan to do to lift people out of the severe economic depression that has been afflicting many of these areas like robbins? like Englewood, uh, in, in the district?
1: Well, what I would like to do, I would like to starting off with Robbins. I would like to bring jobs there, manufacturing companies, something different, community centers, try to get a platform built with the people over there, let them know you don't, just because you live in Robbins, you don't have to live in Robbins, if that makes sense a lot it's a lot of area over there a lot of nice things can be brought there we need a lot of job programs to get the people involved to let them learn how to do job applications resumes trades we need to bring more construction companies back that young kids can come in and train how to lay drywall how to lay concrete it's a lot of things that can be brought right in Robbins, period. It's so much land out there. It needs to be used. You have to bring something to the people in order for it, for the people to come to it.
0: Right on. Yeah. Agreed. Um, now, would you, is you consider taxes a factor in let's say Englewood, for, for example, uh, there's no business there. There's really much or nothing. nothing. Um, Do taxes play a role? Is there anything you do at the federal level or you would like to do uh, lower taxes to bring businesses in? Or um, what what do you think would get businesses to invest in these communities?
1: Well, in order for someone to invest in a community, you have to, and and this is only in my opinion, most people don't wanna bring anything to the neighborhood because the way the neighborhood presents itself. If there's nothing there, people will say, well, you know what, it's really nothing here because the way the community, the community is. So some people are, are be, you know, really afraid to to bring something there. Taxes, the taxes are very high here in Chicago. But I think if you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere, to be honest. I think our taxes are way too high. I think that the taxes play a major role on why so many people are leaving Chicago. But if you bring, if you bring a good economic system here, I think we'll do fine. But they do need to lower the taxes. We need to find out where our tax money is going. Our tax money is just being spent and we don't have a clue where yeah. our tax money you know, you know, is going. You know, we need to find that out. What are our tax money being spent on?
0: A lot of corruption, I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, agree. Now, now um, recently, Governor J.B. Pritzker had signed a law requiring, requiring one person restrooms to be uh, gender neutral. At a federal level, would you be in favor of, say, having all public restrooms be gender neutral, or all single bathrooms be gender neutral?
1: That, that's, that's a hard one. I, gender to me is male and female. That, that's what I know as gender. I don't, I don't think that having different bathrooms should be. I'll just say that. I If you're a woman, go to the women's bathroom. If you're a man, go to the men's bathroom. But I wouldn't spend money on having 3 and 4 and 5 6 different bathrooms. Yeah. I just wouldn't. That's that's my opinion. I don't I think that's a lot of money being wasted.
0: Well, I guess his uh his kind of um solution to what you're saying would be to have, like, co-ed bathrooms, but, uh... Yeah, just do a yeah, co-ed, I mean, one
1: co-ed.
0: So, but, I mean, at, 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 let's say not just one-person bathrooms. Uh, I mean, he hasn't done this yet, but let's say, like, a, a a whole public restroom where, you know, there's five or six dogs. Would you be right against that? Everybody uh, just uh, going
1: one bathroom.
0: Yeah, everyone, men and women.
1: Just going one bathroom. And then you don't have to have... Uh, a bathroom for this transgender or a bathroom for it' just everybody going in the same bathroom just going to a stall, and then that'll cut out everything, no money being wasted
0: okay, so uh, to be clear though, we're not talking about like a one person bathroom at this point, we're talking about like a actual you know a whole bathroom where there's
1: multiple stalls yeah, multiple stalls okay. It would just be instead of just having if if we're gonna change over like that, that means we're taking away the male bathroom and the women's bathroom. We're just gonna have a whole entire co ed bathroom. And that I don't who's gonna feel comfortable with that?
0: So you are against it. Okay, that's what I wanted to make clear. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um uh another issue is uh, you know, we got what was it? Title Six was recently revoked or got struck down, and uh, Planned Parenthood is going to be defunded. Hey, what's your reaction to that?
1: For the parent planning hood?
0: Yeah, Planned Parenthood, where where they, they lost sixty million dollars in federal funding, um, and they will no longer be receiving federal funding.
1: Planned Parenthood is there for a reason all the time you can't go to like the regular doctor parent planning hood just have more than just what people think goes on in there i'll i'll say that Man, it you don't need a lot of parent planning hoods i don't know why the funding was taken away but there's nothing wrong with having parent planning hoods it's not
0: do you, think, do you find it? uh Concerning that the, the abortion facilities that Planned Parenthood uh, runs, seventy-nine percent of them are within walking distance to a minority community, and it's disproportionate and within you know between white communities and African American communities. I mean, why why are they specifically looking set up shop in uh, minority communities?
1: Now that that is a problem. That there are in the mostly in the black communities. I'm I'm pro-life, so I don't think that that they probably should be just all placed in the African American neighborhoods, opposed to being in maybe just maybe one or two here in the the white areas. People are gonna do what they want to do with their life. I'm not the one to play God or anything like that. Like I said, I am pro-life. I respect people's decision on on things, but that's their life.
0: All right. Thank you for joining us, Philanise. It was a good interview and good luck to you in the uh, first district. It's going to be a good race. You've been listening to New Right Network,
1: mobilizing, countering, energizing online at newrightnetwork.com.